Hello and welcome to a special Super Wild Card Weekend Preview. Once again, back, our guest, the host. Host, we just learned some breaking news about the Steelers and Bells game. Uh, what's your reaction to that and how excited are you for this weekend's first round of games? Uh, well, a little b- bummed, uh, Alex, about the game being postponed till Monday. I was really looking forward to uh, watching the game uh, in the severe weather and having uh, the, the slight advantage uh, to Pittsburgh in that kind of game as uh, Pittsburgh's been you know, hot lately, as you know, uh, with the ground game with uh, Jalen Warren and Nigel Harris. Now it seems to be, uh, depending on what the – you know, outcome of the last of this weather is looks like the vantage is going to go back to the bills, especially without TJ Watt. That is true. We'll get into that game um, more later in the episode. Um, potentially some of the, uh, our information might have changed pending in the news. So we'll do the best we can with that. Um, as well as previewing all the other matchups and a lot of coaching change-up in the professional and college football uh, landscapes. So we'll start off with those super wildcard weekend games. Starting off Saturday, we got Browns versus Texans in Houston with the Dome. Um Texans obviously getting back C.J. Stroud last weekend um, to beat the Colts last Saturday and secure their playoff spot and home field advantage for the wildcard round. Browns beating the Jets two weeks ago to secure their spot in the playoffs on a Thursday night. C.J. Stroud, 23 touchdowns on the season. Uh, Obviously, Browns rolling with Joe Flacco in this one host. How do you think this game will play out? Well, you know, as we all know, Joe Flacco been hot ever since he uh, has come off the couch and taken over the quarterback role for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he, Amari Cooper had a great season, uh, mostly because of, uh, you know, Joe Flacco. He's found a connection with uh, tight end David Njoku. Uh, Jerome Ford is running the ball well, and Kareem Hunt comes in in uh, short yardage uh, situations. And that defense, of course, has been uh, outstanding all year, led by uh, Miles Garrett. But they did, however, suffer a little injury this week in uh, practice with uh, Denzel Ward. Uh, he got hurt. It's going to be a game-time decision to see if he uh, can go. Uh, that's going to hurt them in the secondary. And, uh, I, you know, as much as uh, Joe Flacco, you know, coming off the couch, he's 5-0 and in the wild card round uh, previously, of course, you know, with the Ravens and all those years he's played in the playoffs. Uh, I like Houston in this game. I think the crowd is going to be into it. I think the crowd uh, is really going to back C.J. Stroud. I think uh, the offensive game plan will be put together. I know uh, C.J. Stroud will be a little nervous, but I think uh, they'll have a good offensive game plan to combat the Cleveland rush. Uh, I think the defense will step it up under D'Amico Ryan. I think they'll give Joe Flacco some problems because Joe Flacco is not as mobile as he used to, still has a big arm. But I'm going to lean towards Houston in this game, uh, especially getting uh, two and a half points at home. I'm going to go Houston as well. Like you said, the minus line is Cleveland minus two. Um, home game for them. 
CJ Stroud's back and, and motivated. Looked good last week. Um, Browns obviously Browns beat up on Texans without CJ Stroud. Um, but Joe Flacco threw two interceptions in that game. Um, and Browns let up a kick return, and that was all without CJ Stroud. Um, additionally, like you said, David Njoko will be a big factor in this one. One of Joe Flacco's favorite targets. Um, here's another thing I I. I have Keenan do host. Uh, obviously, Browns sat their starters last week against Bengals, but they played their last. So their last one, two, three, four, five games. They played Bengals. Um, obviously resting their starters. They played Jets. They played Texans without CJ Stroud. They played Bears and they played Jaguars with a hurt Trevor Lawrence. So they really haven't played a playoff caliber team since they played the Rams about six weeks ago. So we'll see if if playing a, a real team will factor in uh, to this result as as well. And additionally, I got one more thing on um, about this game is. So I've got so I got a same game parlay on this. I got three and a half over three and a half receptions for Dalton Schultz, plus seventy receiving yards for Amari Cooper and Joe Flacco over two hundred sixty five and a half passing yards. Host, how do you like that parlay? Um, I like the Joe Flacco stat. I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna be behind most of the game, so I think he's gonna get a lot of throws in. I I I'm with you. I think this will be uh uh some high scoring. I also like Dalton Schultz to score a touchdown. Uh, we had that on the, as, as a side bet on the show uh, this week, I think it's going to be high scoring. I also like the over 44. So I'm with you on this Alex. I have the final score being, if I had to guess Texans, 27 Browns, 24. Don't need that. And the second Saturday wild card game, Miami Dolphins versus Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously going to be cold weather in that one. Game time weather, minus one degrees. Kansas City favored by four and a half. Um, Dolphins 11-6, Chiefs 11-6, obviously being played at Arrowhead Stadium. Um. Basically, key factors going into this one is Dolphins looked really bad Sunday night. Uh, I heard you talking about this on your show earlier uh, in, in the week. Dolphins looking bad at home with, obviously, that's in Miami, warm weather going on the road into cold weather. Um, another factor is Chiefs haven't looked great themselves. Obviously, Christmas they lost to Raiders, who only at home, who only threw, I didn't throw, didn't complete a pass after the first quarter. But Chiefs have won a couple games since then, beating Bengals and Chargers. Uh, Chargers, they did play the backups, but they still won the game. Dolphins not looking good, losing to getting shelled by Baltimore, and then blowing the lead last week against Buffalo after Buffalo took a kick return. 
um, back or punt return back to the house changed the dynamic of that game. Uh, and then Tua, uh, just throwing this in for a host, really, but Tua threw an interception trying to throw into double coverage to chase Claypool host. <laughs> yeah, our good friend Chase Claypool. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're doing on the last play of the game when you got Tyreek Hill and and um, you know you're throwing it up to Chase Claypool, hoping that he can make a play. Uh, just ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, with that being said, Alex, um, you know Miami blew it last week. Uh, you know they played great at home all year, except for that game last week. Uh, they have not done fairly well on the road at all. They're kind of like the Cowboys, great at home, lousy on the road. They're one in six against teams above five hundred. Uh, there's no way that they can be happy that they got to go to Kansas city and play in this kind of weather. I don't expect them to be in this game at all. Uh, I know the weather will still affect Kansas city to some point. Cause who really likes playing in negative one degree weather, but uh, you know, Kansas city uh, being of course, defending champs, uh, lots of playoff experience. Ari had beaten Miami earlier this year in Germany. Uh, I, I like the chiefs to uh, really stick it to the yeah. dolphins. I like the Chiefs to win as well. I would like I said, both teams kind of in a slump, but uh, I I think Chiefs will be able to get it done. Uh, obviously, they've been building some momentum over the past two weeks. Like I said, Dolphins been losing some momentum. Home game for Chiefs. I don't think there's anything why Dolphins will win in this cold weather, uh, unless Chiefs do play really bad, which I wouldn't necessarily count out, but I don't think it happens. I got to go Chiefs. I go Kansas City 28, Dolphins 21 in this one. Um, Tua, 29 passing touchdowns on the season. Mahomes, 27 passing touchdowns on the season. All right. Well, actually, I'm going to save this one till the end now. We'll go on to Sunday's game. Green Bay Packers versus Dallas Cowboys, 430 on Fox NFC matchup. Matchup of two classic rivals, uh, obviously facing off a lot over the years, especially some um, playoff matches. Um, you know, the one comes to mind where it was a shootout between Dak and Aaron Rodgers, a couple Maybe that was like six years ago. Aaron Rodgers threw a pass to get him into field goal range at the end to win. Obviously, AT&T Stadium, home of the Cowboys. Jordan Love, his first season starting, first playoff game. 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Dak, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Packers beating the Bears to clinch the playoff spot, 9-8. and eight. Four and five away. Dallas twelve and five. Eight and zero oh at home. Minus seven for Dallas Cowboys host. What do you think about this NFC wild card matchup? Uh, I think this is a great matchup because, it, of course, you know it has uh, a little history here. Mark Mike McCarthy was, of course, the coach of the Green Bay mm-hmm. Packers, led them to a Super Bowl, uh, and then you you have uh, Green Bay, which. Uh, through the years, has stuck it to Dallas many times in the playoffs. That's because, of course, Aaron Rodgers was always light up the Dallas secondary. Now in comes Jordan Love. Can he have a repeat performance? Can he be the new uh, Dallas killer uh, in this uh, playoff series when these two teams meet up? Uh, Dallas did the right thing this year. 
Uh, they won the games they had to. They were great at home. They finally got home field advantage as they're the number two seed. Uh, this is what this team needs uh, and be able to advance in the games. But Jordan Love, he was, uh, you know, hot in the beginning of the year, went through a little slump, and then got hot late in the year. He ended up having his first full year starting, ended up having better stats than Brett Favre, better stats than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Matt LaFleur, he's going to want to stick it to Mike McCarthy to show him he, that he's a better Green Bay coach than when McCarthy was there. Uh, I don't trust Mike McCarthy in these big games. I think he's coaching for his job. Uh, this is the third year in a row Dallas has won 12 games uh, and no trips to any, uh, let alone a Super Bowl, not even a trip to the NFC uh, title game. So a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy. He's going to find some way to screw this up. I don't know if Green Bay can pull off the upset, but I think they can stay within the seven and a half points. I think it's going to be a close game. I think key stats to this one would be Dallas Cowboys eight and zero at home all season. Um, like I said, classic teams. Um, should be a good game, obviously a Mike McCarthy revenge game. Like you said, I have Dallas 28 and Packers 21 in this game. I think uh, Dallas offense would just be too strong, but I think Packers could be able to play a pretty decent game. Jordan Love might have a decent showing, but I think Packers win two wild card or um Cowboys win two wild card games back to back years, obviously being Tom Brady last year. I think I got Dallas Cowboys just being too much for a little too much for the Packers in that one. Like you said, Mike McCarthy revenge game. Um going back to the last game for a second, it will be Tyreek Hill's um first time back as Arrowhead since going to the Dolphins in that one, as well as our next matchup is Jared Goff revenge game. Los Angeles Rams ten and seven, Detroit Lions twelve and five, being played in Ford Field. Matt Stafford, former Lions quarterback, twenty four touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Jared Goff, former Rams quarterback, in the same trade, thirty touchdowns, twelve interceptions i think this will be a close game i think rams kind of came on um you know halfway through the season uh steelers did manage to beat them at home though um they've kind of gone up and down throughout throughout the season so have the lions in in their own right um looking at the last couple of games rams were able to beat new orleans Giants, Commanders, and they beat San Francisco, but both teams were playing backups. Lions um, beat Denver, Minnesota, lost to Dallas, but only by one point with a controversy as well, and beat Minnesota. Uh, Score for this eye out, Lions 23, Rams 21. I think Lions will seize the momentum of being you know, the first home game in Ford Field's history, actually, um, I think they'll be able to get their first wildcard win of 30 years, but it should be a good game. Obviously, both teams a lot to play for, both quarterbacks a lot to play for. I think Rams have a chance to win, but I think Lions seize the momentum and take it. What do you think about the battle of former quarterbacks, host? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, one key factor, as you just said, this is the first home game. 
uh, for the Lions in Ford Field, but also the first home game since 1992 when they beat Dallas in the divisional game. Uh, they rolled them when Rodney Pete and Barry Sanders were playing for the team. Um, you know, Matthew Stafford, of course, coming back home to Detroit, he's going to want to play with uh, a lot of, uh, you know, pride and, you know, he's going to want to stick it to the Lions, but also, you know, the guy he they were he was traded for, Jared Goff. He's gonna want to stick it to the Rams uh for sh- showing them the shape they should have never got rid of him. Uh, you know, he did go to a Super Bowl with Sean McVay, uh, didn't win. And that's why Sean McVay went out and got Matt Stafford so they could win that Super Bowl. Uh, I think both quarterbacks uh, are gonna be uh, you know, throwing it all over the place, wanting to show each other who should have been who on whose team. But at the end of the day, uh, I think Sean McVay is a way better coach than the cheerleader uh, that the, the Detroit Lions have calling their plays. Uh, I, I don't trust Dan Campbell at all in this kind of spot. Uh, Sean McVay's been there. Uh, he knows how to handle these kind of high-pressure games. I know the Rams are young, uh, but they do have the veteran leadership with Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald. So I'm going to take the Rams in this game, Alex. Yep, I did like your point um, for that, where coaching could be a factor in this game. Obviously, Sean McVay, a lot more playoff experience, obviously winning that Super Bowl. I do think Lions will be able to seize the momentum and to squeeze out a win, but I think it'll be a tight game. Could go either way. Like I said, 23-21, um, my prediction, very close game. Steelers won a Super Bowl in Ford Field all the way back in 2006 against the Seahawks. Um, with that, we'll get into some Steelers news before getting into the some game news and preview. Steelers, TJ Watt suffers grade 2 MCL sprain. JJ Watt says that initially they said grade 3 sprain, but uh, JJ Watt said... Um, it's actually a grade two um, sprain, best case scenario for TJ grade two MCL sprain. Everything else looks pristine. Couple weeks of rest and recovery. So potentially could get him back in the playoffs if they go far enough. But also will be fine to return, uh, you know, pretty quickly. We'll be able to do all the offseason activities leading up to the season, um, you know, and start the season as he normally would. Um, so that's good news on that front as well. Additionally, Steelers re-signed punter Brad Wing to the practice squad. Um, punted for them a couple of games when Presley Harvin was injured. Uh, I wish they'd just go with Brad Wing and cut Presley Harvin because he sucks. And the weather's not even going to be good, so he's going to suck more. Sucked when he was punting in Baltimore last weekend, too. So there's that. Minka Fitzpatrick and Devontae Casey both returning the game, Minko was injured for a couple of weeks. He's coming back. Um, practice the whole week should be, obviously, he's going to be good to play. Devontae Casey coming back from suspension. Originally was suspended for the playoffs, but he appealed it, and they removed the playoff spot, um, playoffs, playoff games from that, and he will end up playing in as many as playoff games as Steelers will want to play. I heard Terrell Austin says he's going to have roles for all three safeties, um, Casey, Minka, and Eric Rowe in this game. Um, 
on to the game itself. We obviously got breaking news that it has been moved to Monday at 4.30. So that might change our analysis somewhat. But obviously you got Josh Allen on one side, 29 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. You've got um, you always got Mason Rudolph on the other side, who's 3-0 and since taking uh, the helm for the Steelers. Um, Steelers running game, obviously, with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren on full effect. And Bills, obviously, have effective running game with Josh Allen as well. Josh Allen does throw a lot of interceptions. So that will be a factor. Steelers beating Cincinnati, Seahawks, and Baltimore to make the playoffs. Bills, uh, a large win streak. Um beating Casey, Dallas, Chargers, New England, and Miami. Bills favored by nine and a half host. Who do you think wins this wild card game? Steelers, Bills. Well, I really like the Steelers' chances until the game was moved uh, until Monday. But um, be- just because of the weather. Uh, and I'm going to – I'll mention two things here. Um, same thing I mentioned on my show. Uh, you know, no T.J. Watt – really scares me for the Steelers. Uh, Steelers have a losing record when TJ doesn't play. And I'm going to go back and look at this last year where they went up to Buffalo last year without TJ Watt and they lost 38 to three. The way the bills are playing, uh, they have a lot of momentum going with them. Uh, Josh Allen has just been, even though he's making, uh, you know, makes a lot of mistakes uh, with interceptions and fumbles. Uh, they just seem to be riding his hot hand with his arm and his legs. And uh, have, of course have won five in a row. And this seemed to me to seem to be the favorite right now to reach the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, when I first saw the matchup uh, last weekend, I was rooting for Buffalo to lose so we could play Kansas City because I thought the Steelers matched up better with Kansas City. I don't think the Steelers matched up well against the Bills. So I was looking at this as the Bills were going to win by 30 or so points. And, that, and I hate to say that about the RT, but that, that's just the, the gut feeling I had just because of the way the two teams uh, match up against each other and no TJ Watt. Then I saw the weather and I said, Oh man, if the Steelers could stay within one score going in the fourth quarter, uh, the way it's been going for them all season, they would could probably win this game uh, just because of the way they've been grinding it out and the way Mason Rudolph has conducted himself the last three weeks and handling the offense. Uh, now that the game's being moved to Monday, uh, I'm probably 50, 50 now. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how uh, it's going to affect the, the playing conditions. I don't know if it's still going to be snowing. We don't know what's going to be happening, but obviously uh, the Steelers have to get pressure on Josh Allen. And I don't know if the, uh, the rookie Nick Hibbrig can come in and get some pressure on him. Uh, you know, Marcus Golden uh, can come in and, and apply pressure. Uh, they can't risk rely on Alex Highsmith. Uh, the only good thing is, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick is coming back from injury. Also, Demonte Kaze is coming back from the suspension. So those guys will be in the secondary. But I think it's all going to come down to who could run the football the best uh, in this game, uh, play, you know, based on the playing conditions. And, uh, if, you know, if the Steelers can't handle Josh Allen. Uh, you know, as you know, Steelers have been having trouble all year uh, with injuries in the middle linebacker position. Alden Roberts should be good to go for this game, uh, especially after getting uh, an extra day's rest. So that kind of benefits the Steelers too. But, um, you know, I, of course I have confidence in my team, but the way Buffalo's been playing, I think they're going to win this game. So I'm going to pick the Bills, uh, you know, 17 
the tent. The keys to the game. I had Najee Harris and the run game. Obviously been firing on all cylinders the last past couple of weeks. We'll need to repeat that. I have Mason Rudolph. Keep um obviously keep turnovers down. Hasn't turned over the ball yet. Maybe thrown a couple of passing touchdowns. Nick Herberg, um, obviously stepping up into a bigger role this time. Had a good game against Bills in the preseason. Um, but that is just preseason. But his he's looking to um, obviously show his worth. Um, biggest game of his career so far. Obviously, you got Marcus Golden and Alex Highsmith as well. Uh, they need to step up with uh, the rush game as well. Uh, defense in general, obviously, limiting bills. Um, and I got capitalizing on turnovers. Josh Allen throws a lot of interceptions, so they don't need to score off any. He does throw, contain Josh Allen. Um, he obviously, the bills like to use him in the run game a lot. And then I got a key matchup Joey Porter Jr., the rookie, one of his toughest. Um, matchups, but he looks to be up for it. Joey Porter Jr. versus Stefan Diggs. That should be a good matchup to watch. The whole game, my original prediction for the game was Steelers 21, Bills 17. We'll see um, <laughs> if I end up changing that before Monday at 4.30. Alright. We do have one last Wild card game, the Monday night game. Philadelphia Eagles, 11-6. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 9-8. Beating the Panthers last week, 9-0. And losing to Saints. But the Eagles looking bad themselves. Losing to Cardinals and Giants. That's, that's somehow, somehow they've topped the Steelers losing to Cardinals and Patriots. In two weeks, they've lost the Cardinals and Giants. It's Philadelphia minus three. Jalen Hurts, 23 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Baker Mayfield, 28 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Um, Obviously, both teams kind of looking bad going in. Buccaneers were on a roll until they lost to New Orleans, and then they only beat Panthers nine nothing. Um, obviously Eagles losing the last four of five games isn't very good either. I have Eagles in a tight one. Um, I got Eagles twenty four bucks seventeen. Um, I think this is honestly the best matchup Eagles could have gotten because Tampa isn't exactly very hot going to this game either. So I think Eagles should be able to at least win this one. Let's see how uh, much farther they would be able to go um, in this scenario. Also, it is a, a, a rematch from a couple years ago. These two teams played um, played with obviously the roles reversed in the wild card round. But it is at Raymond James Stadium, so that could help Tampa Bay as well. Host, what do you think about the Monday night football game? Uh, I, I'm with you. I think this is a, a hard game to pick here. Hardest game of the six uh, games uh, that we have to pick, just because of uh, what has happened in Philadelphia here the last few weeks. Uh, 
as you said, some bad losses, uh, Arizona, the Giants, um, you know, they were 10 and one at one point, they finished 11 and six, uh, Tampa Bay, um, started off playing pretty good. They went into like a mid season slump, uh, you know, Tampa Bay's and, and Baker Mayfield have been, uh, you know, it seems like they win every other game to finish nine and eight. Uh, of course, you know, winning the NFC South for the third year in a row uh, isn't quite that great of an accomplishment when you look at the other three teams in that division, how they played the last three years also. Uh, of course, this is Tampa Bay's third in a row, as I just said, but first uh, without Tom Brady, uh, as Baker Mayfield is, is leading the helm here, who's got a great connection with Mike Evans. Mike Evans, another great season, over 1,000 yards. I think he had 13 touchdowns. Uh, I look for that connection to continue. Uh, Jalen Hurts is beat up. Is he hasn't really he practiced uh, yesterday, but he didn't practice prior to that. Uh, AJ Brown has been ruled out. He ruled himself out. He's not going to play. They're going to have to rely on Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, uh, to get some offensive going and move the football down the field. Uh, I just think this Eagle team is reeling. I, I don't think they're uh, in any shape to play this game. Uh, we already got talks of, uh, which is amazing that Nick Cerati is on the hot seat for this game because of all the other uh, coaches that are uh, available out there. They feel like they can get an upgrade now. Uh, it's funny that Nick Cerati uh, took the team to the Super Bowl, started ten and one, and now is on the hot seat if he loses this game on Monday night. But uh, <laughs> this is amazing how uh, what how the NFL works and what have you done for me lately. Uh, with all that, Alex, I like the Buccaneers in this game, uh, 23-17. Yes, I think both teams have a good chance of winning. I think Eagles might be able to pull it out just because I don't necessarily love how Tampa has been playing the last two weeks. If they'd kept their hot streak going, I think I would have picked them. Obviously, like you said, they only won the NFC South, but I I don't think many people expected them to even do that. But it should be a good game. We'll see if Eagles can salvage their season, or will it be an epic collapse? 